Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Radio. Today is March 8th. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Radio New PC has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, try to fill the uh, questionnaire that we put it out. It will make my job very easy because I may miss the details. If the things are there, it will become easy for me to get to try to fill the uh, Google sheet. It takes only one, two minutes, guys, for you. Good with, and if you're a newcomer, let us know. Uh, good with the first caller. Akshada. Give me one second, Akshada. Uh, 797H1B stamping, which is until August 2023. Received the H1B extension with the same employer. Start date is May 15, 2023. I'm an Indian citizen. I have an H1B visa interview next week in March. In a non-residential company, country, Singapore. Oh, I don't like Singapore. Consulates for Indians. Two questions. What would be the start date of a new visa? Um they may give a visa stamping for you from May 15th, the day you have an appointment. That is what normal, uh, I'm sorry, March 14th, whatever the day you have an appointment mm-hmm. until your H1B expires, which would be in 2000 and uh, which should be in 2026, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, since I will get a visa in two months before the start date, my mission. Can I re-enter USA? Yeah, absolutely. You can re-enter, ma'am. You're fine. You don't have. You don't have to wait for ten days before the start date. That's only if you never had a H-1B before. But if you had a H-1B before, that's not applicable. If you are an F-1 and you are coming on a H-1B, you got the H-1B stamping. You cannot come until ten days before. Okay, that rule is not applicable to you. Next person, please. Thank you. Shrikant. Shrikant. I'm trying to unmute. I'm trying to unmute. Can you hear me? You're, you're, we can hear you. This okay. is Srikant Das, is right? You're yeah. speaking about? No, wait. Yeah. Oh, there was. I'm sorry, was it for another Srikant? Which number are, did we unmute it? Srikant Das, is right? Yeah. Cognizant. That is me. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Give me one second, okay? Sure. Okay. If you want to, if you apply L1 extension in premium, what happens to my green card 485 in case extension gets rejected? Your I-140 is already approved? Yeah, I-140 is approved. I got my biometrics done. Um, that was in on Jan 3rd. Now it is in Seattle field office and uh, my priority in, date is in, uh, 9th February. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, when is your L1 expiring? Uh, April 2023, April 14th, 2023. April 14, 2023. Yeah. So what's the hurry for you to apply for the premium processing? Why do you need it? No, because uh, uh, my, um, the date, right? The priority date is uh, 9th February. 
and i think mm-hmm. they did a they retrograded the the dates right yeah. which is okay now, yeah now the the cut off is feb 1 okay. so what's the reason why you want the premium processing okay the reason why i want the premium processing is uh, uh, my wife she's on uh, l2s status she's uh, got it uh, she's working AD, on it so, okay yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah. uh technically technically speaking about your adjustment of status should not affect your adjustment of status however okay they may okay. always question when the l1a mm-hmm. gets rejected they may always question more to hey why is that you know they rejected your l1 extension and the other thing is that you have to stop working if let's say for example you don't refile the l1 though you have to stop working if the l1a gets rejected and okay if l1 gets yeah, rejected you, you have a edr you have a edr or not no i don't i don't okay so then you have to stop working and uh, i have to move out of the country also no you can stay in the country but you cannot work since you filed the 485 you can stay in the country okay since i filed for i485 i can stay but i cannot work yeah you got it right uh okay. so, but you are saying technically that the extension of the non immigrant visa is different than this immigrant visa and adjustment right status. right right you're right okay next person please charan thank you charan yes are you able to hear me yes sir charan can you hear me yes yes so okay charan so if current... you are changing the primary employer you have a concurrently filed h1b you don't have to do anything you can continue working for the concurrently filed h1b okay oh uh, i so even i change my primary employer i can still work with the concurrent employer absolutely you can okay now i am changing the employer right so should i provide the details of the concurrent h1 to the employer i am changing no 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 you don't need to okay. but if you want to it's up to you i know you you don't no, want no. <laughs> no no i was just asking had a question so no problem no problem okay thank you ma'am thank you sir pratik um hello don are you able to hear me yes pratik your h1b was recently approved via npt request non protect okay since you are unable to locate my previous file h1b but my new h1b shows approved date is february 2000 whereas i started the company you started with the company in september 2000 will this gap in the dates be an issue for my stamping which would be recently happening in india uh no they have a record of the npt the entire npt though they have a record of the entire npt what about the previous h1b when did it expired i know no, i had it- Yeah, go ahead. I uh, my uh, my H1B was like it. This was my transfer request, so I changed I know, employer. But the pre when you previous H1B company, when did the I-94 of that company expired? Um, I I, I don't remember uh, that date exactly, but they revoked my H1 uh, my previous employer. That's not. When did that H1B I-94 expired? If you don't come back again, because it's important. Okay, that that was going to expire in twenty twenty five, January twenty twenty five. Okay, 
Sounds good. I'm not expecting any problem for you with the NPT approval start date is February 2023 because they have an entire record of you. Okay. Okay. No problem. Thank you. Next person, please. Who? Hi, Raul. Can you hear me? Give me one second. 679. Yeah, keep telling the number though, okay? Yes, sir. Bhavesh, EAD AP renewal combo card expires in September. I have travel plans in May. Should I uh, just apply now or AP later, apply together and then later reapply? I would choose to apply right now and reapply in June. That's what I would choose. Uh, Bhavesh, June, again, apply for both EAD AP or just AP? No, only AP. Okay, so go for the EADAP regular in now and then reapply in June again for AP. You got it right. You got it right. And Rahul, like uh, I've heard you saying that uh, there are chances sometimes that they may deny it, but I went through some website. They actually say that when it's renewal time, they should not deny it, right? When the current one... 90% of the time, they won't. 10% of the time, they deny it. If it's a first way, time, 90% of the time, they will deny it. 90% will deny it. Oh, if okay. it's a first time, yeah. Yeah, sorry, got it. Yeah, it's the renewal. And the, sorry, the last follow-up question is, uh, uh, am I, I'm a uh, 2014 uh, priority date. So Nebraska is where my application was. Moved to NBC, moved to a field office. Where should I apply for the uh, EAD AP renewal? Based on the receipt notice number, not where your application is. Next person, please. Madhu, 676. Madhu. Try to unmute the next person also so that we can. Preeti. Madhu. Uh, hello. Yeah, hi. Madhu, uh, are you there? Uh, Madhu. Yes. Your visa you has stamped. Yeah, your visa has stamped H4 until next year. And recently, she got extension for three years. She's planning to go to India a month. My question is, if we tried hard to look for a slot, okay, that's fine. Is it okay if she can return back in USA with stamped visa until 2024 with a new H-1B extension? Absolutely not a problem. When she enters into the country, though, make sure yeah. she shows the H-4 approval until 2026 yes. and gets it until sure. 2026. And if she does not, check the I-94 immediately. Okay. Okay. And you have a problem, come to the Zoom call. 95% of the time, it will be fine. 5% of the time, if it's not fine, come to the Zoom call. Next person, please. Preeti. Sure, thanks so much. 677. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Your L2 status and EAD both are expiring in April. Can I continue working with either L2S or EAD receipt notice? No. I need to apply. Can I concurrently file for L2 LEAD extension once I get my husband extension receipt? If you both don't get applied together, what's at okay? Address, I don't remember the address, ma'am. Why can't you file L1, L2, and EAD together? Uh, my husband's uh, office, they don't uh, do uh, dependence extension with the primary applicant. So okay. that's the problem. Is, so I uh, yeah. yeah. There is something where uh, you can go to Mexico, okay, and come okay. back, okay? okay? And in that way, for that, you have to file an extension and you have to go. And, and when is your uh, EAD expiring right now? Uh, April, mid of April, 14th April. So you need to file the extensions before you go out outside the country, okay? So you need okay. to do all that and then you have to travel to Mexico and come back. In that way, you can extend it. Watch the video. It says H4, H4, 
but it's also applicable to it's also applicable to L2 okay okay so uh, yeah. uh, uh, do i need to apply for ead because my status is l2 you don't need now? A, you don't need eads anymore okay so can i just file for l2s extension that is fine right that is right and then you travel to mexico and come back use your husband's mm-hmm. l1 extension to show to get the i94 until 2000 whatever it is and then you can continue working after that okay so my husband's receipt notice will work no need of approval notice right because i don't know whether he will get approval notice so soon oh he filed in regular processing yes yes you cannot travel to mexico with a receipt notice you can oh. file the l2 extension with a receipt notice but if you are traveling to mexico your husband's mm-hmm. l1 must have been approved oh okay okay but for sure i don't have to file for ead renewal right l2s no, i can no you don't need work. to next person you, you okay. don't need okay. next person please jia john watch the video i sent to you ma'am 678 hello give me one second 678 got got give me one second ma'am 678 yes sir it's 1057 yeah go ahead jia jan um my question is my priority date is 2016 so i was wondering mm-hmm. like um, in eb3 so do i have to how long it takes do you have any assumption sir absolutely not give a coin to your husband let him uh, let, uh, and and let him pick it pick the let him pick what he wants to if he goes wrong okay we both will shoot him down if he is correct i should get the credit i cannot guess it okay okay so um like um my son is in physician assistant school so he will finish in two or three years until then we can stay here and support him once he finish it uh, we can go back is that will that work or what, it has nothing to do what what do you have you, what we say you are what what does your son has to do with this one i didn't understood anything no i'm just staying here to support him um uh, you know what what we say you are in what i'm an h1b i'm an h1b ma'am it's up to you when you want to stay when you want to live you are an h1b it has nothing okay. to do with your son Okay. That those are personal issues ma'am nothing to do with immigration okay? Okay. Thank you. Sita Rama Vaja 690. Sita Rama Vaja. Hey hi. Hello. Are you able to hear me? Give me one second. 690. Yeah, one second. Um we are looking for a law firm H1 process document for our employees can you please help us. But does your company has does your company has uh, is already have people or what's going on? no it's a startup company and we don't have anyone uh, at this point of time but they started doing h1 when you file a h1b you must have a position opening you have a position opening or you don't yeah, we have a position opening how but for the further processing we are looking for some attorney or law firm okay okay sounds good i will have one of our teammate contact you okay he will contact you today yeah, sure. or probably at the earliest Thank tomorrow you. okay yeah Thank you. Next person, please. Ankit, six ninety one. Yes. 
your employer is so not releasing the H1B amendment approval and receipt notice the same with the seat notice from the initial application, which is approved since amendment from data. How can I make them release a document I've been requesting? First of all, change the company. Are you there? Uh, yes. Ankit, are you? Change the yes, company. You can change the company and then request the documents if you want to afterwards, though. If it doesn't, complain to the USCIS. And there's another but way how, called Freedom of Information. Go ahead. Uh, how do I change without the document? Without the amendment, you can change the you can change the company. Not a problem. Okay, just based on the initial notice. That is right, sir. Okay, all right, great, great. Thank you. Arushish, please. Arushish Sharma, six ninety. Hi, um, hi Rahul. Um, so one second. My, in yes, one or two months, you are graduating full time in MBA register. Sounds good. She told me that I can get OP to start working after graduation with the company that I have a job offer from in order to my. That I want to file a marriage-based green card since I'm married to a U.S. citizen since last December, but lawyers are telling me that I cannot even do until my J-1 waiver is processed. That's right. My J-1 has been pending since last March after indifference and made no objection certificate. It's already beyond the normal processing time. Yes, ma'am, your lawyer is right. You cannot file a 485 until the J-1 waiver is. If it's beyond the processing time, you can sue the USCIS. That's all I can suggest to you right now. But we cannot file the 485 until the J1 is waived for you. Um, I mean, 485 is not even a possibility. We haven't even filed for I-130 because of this. And I'm just like, I have a job offer in hand, but I can't even join I the understand, company. I understand what you're telling, ma'am. But we cannot so, file the 485 mm -hmm. until the J1 is waived. So if you so want, yeah. you, can sue, you can sue the USCIS if you want to. You can contact this lawyer explaining what your situation is and he will contact you back, okay? Okay. I mean, is that the only option? Because I don't know I, if I can't there find are any. consequences. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if any other way to exploit your J-1 other than litigation though. People say contact the congressman doesn't work, ombudsman doesn't work. Service request doesn't work, which you may have already done some of those steps. So this is the only okay. step that I can offer you, ma'am. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Next, next person, please. Surya, six ninety six. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, Surya. You are currently yeah, on okay. the exempt H one B. I want to go through the cap at least once. If the cap subject employer files H one B, these are entered into. Only work for a part-time basis for the CAP subject employees. Is it okay for them to go through the lottery for concurrent H-1B filed? I'm already in a CAP exempt. They, I think so you're just getting in the wrong footing, Surya. The, see, you want to be counted towards the H-1B, is right, Surya? Yeah, that's correct. And you actually don't want to work for those companies, is it right? Yeah, I only want to work on a part-time basis uh, because here, right here, so, there. Uh, so the actually, if you if you want to work part-time, though, you don't need to go through the lottery at all. You can work without the lottery too. Yeah, I just want to have an option. Like, if I want to switch for a for-profit employer in the future, I want to have that option. I got the point. So what I want you to do is that file a H one B mm -hmm. with a company with a full-time job. Believe me, what I'm telling. Okay. And okay. if you want to record me or whatever you want to do it, okay. file the H-1B mm -hmm. and on October 1st, on October 2nd, okay, mm -hmm. October 1st or 2nd, 
you stop working for your company go to go uh, go to mexico and come back okay oh, no. go no, to but, mexico but, and okay, come Okay. Mexico, uh, second, not first. Okay, second. Okay. Okay. And uh, you come back on the university H one B. That's the best okay. approach that you can take. Okay. But right now, go ahead and file in the lottery if you have a job off. So right now, I can't file in lottery, right? That's what you. No, no. I told you to file in the lottery. Okay, file in the lottery, but as a full time. employee for the that would be subject. much better for you that would be much better and then watch this video we have a solution for you next person please sudhakar 680 680 sudhakar hello yeah go ahead sudhakar yeah hi hi rahul uh, this is sudhakar and if you see that uh, uh, google form which i filled that's Give about second, the okay yeah you. currently on opt first year working as postdoc okay sounds good uh university willing to file h1b interested in file gc i would like to know for phd is eb1a or eb1b for phd if the university is filing is the university going to file for you yeah yeah but i would like to know the category is it under eb1a i understand B1B. but i want to know whether the university is going to file for you ah uh, yes yes it's eb1b is much better for you if the university is going to file why eb1a is that when the university is not filing if you want to self petition it you can go in eb1a you got the point that's a yeah. more tougher scrutiny than eb1b eb1a is tougher scrutiny there's lot more requirement than that of the eb1b since you are a phd you're going to be filed by the university i mean it's a slam dunk to go through eb1b Okay, it's not but, guaranteed. Yeah, but in a later date, like after one year or two years, if the university told me to uh, go and search for the immigration lawyer and file, if they support the documentation part, in that case also, can I cover under EB one B? No, support is different. Filing oh. is different. Support means oh. they may issue a letter. Yeah. And what position you are going to be there in there? That's uh, is it teaching one, position or is it research position, postdoc position? That's a research position, postdoc. Okay, yeah. So, so definitely, if they want to support, is different. If they are saying support, that's EB one A. If they're going to file it, it should be EB one B. Okay, okay. But EB one B is preferred as compared to EB one A. Absolutely preferred. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Ram Kumar, six eighty one. Ram Kumar, I got it. Yeah, hi Rahul. Uh, Currently working two H one Bs, one primary and second as current. If transfer primary H one B to another company, can I continue? Oh, I already answered your question. I guess. Yeah, I I think uh, you did. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you then. Next person, please. Arshad. Unmute the next person after Arshad too. Me. Yeah. Arshad, are you there? Arshad. Yeah, You work for employer A and client A. Also work for employer B. Concurrent by so okay. Client B sounds good. Now client A is offering me full time work for employer A and client A. Employer A and client different. Okay. Do I need to disclose about my concurrent employment? No, you don't need to. If you want to, it's up to you. I know you don't want to. <laughs> 
Okay. My employer this B is in my POM application with with employer B in my POM application with the client M. Submit. Okay. What's the question now about POM? So when my client uh, A applies for my labor uh, perm application, uh, do I have to? I, I we generally provide the experience, previous experience, right? So do we include? Oh, let's this or? say, let's say, Arshad, I don't want to answer in this recorded line. That's all I can tell you. But if you okay. want more, if you understood it, you understood. If not, come to me in the private consultation. But I don't want to tell the things in recording. Next question, please. Sri Nagovandi. Uh, hi, Rahul. This is regarding CSPA. One second. I'm looking into it. Family filed adjustment of status application 2012 based on the dates of filing. My son is 21 and November 2021 is having one. 123 additional based on the I-140 approval process. Right? So it'll be aged on March 6th to, as per CSA. Now, let, when was the I-140 approved though? This was long back. It is in 2014. That's, if it is 2014, so you use the EB-3 to file the 485 application. EB-2. Right? EB-2. There is no downgrade or upgrade. It's EB-2 only, direct filing. And when did you file the 485 application? So the, I filed in December 21. Uh, 15th, I filed for, for my family. So my son is at... Uh, so your son is November 3rd, 2021, but he has an additional 123 days. So that's going to be December, January, February, March, uh, somewhere around that, March. But you you filed for your four eight, son's 485, right? No, no, I did not file it. Ay, 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 ay. So last time when I saw your video, it has been suggesting that you can still file it. So yeah, it's it's up to you though. You will have to write an affidavit saying that I'm not cheating you. <laughs> okay, because mm -hmm. it's a risk. It's a risk. It's a risk. We I would recommend your four eight five is not approved or approved right now. My I got a, my family entire family green card got a green card. It's for my son only. I'm asking. Ah, if the entire family got the green card, we are not filing the four eight five. So for my son, you are not filing it. No, if you are still pending, we are filing it. Oh, but the video and says otherwise, right? So you no, said no. The little bit misconception there. If your 485 is pending, we are willing to file. Oh. Okay. Or if his 485 got denied, we are going to file. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, no, we are not filing it. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Thank you. Pavan, can you tell us? You should have filed 485. Why didn't you file it at that time, though? So Come my on. son's my son's uh, F1 is pending at that time. And my Who cares? So it is only two, three months there, but uh, the oh, prior filing date is very, it's almost a year after that. Next person. So both yeah, attorneys, I, I, would have, I, approached, I, would have, I would have filed it. So I, I approached Motila and I approached my attorney, both said it's very I risky for your F1, no, for my son. Now we tried it, so many F1s, no problem. Next person, please. No. 685. 685? Yeah. Five. 685. Pavitra, I'm here. One second. Uh, this is 685, right? What happens if 
What happens to H4 visa if my H1B gets approved and got stamped as well? I'm planning to change my employer, go back to my H4 EAD. Is it possible? Also, I'll ask my H4 approval notice. Can I request a new one from USCIS? Yikes. What, what, do you have the stamping in the passport of H4? Um, no, I don't because uh, my EAD was late last year. So we went to Cancun and I came back on my husband's H1 approval. And then I got my H4 approved. And then after a few months, the H1 got approved by the employer. So you lost the H1B approval? Yes. H4 approval. Oh, sorry, sorry. H4 approval. Yeah, I, I do not recommend to travel to Mexico to switch back to H4. You may have to file the entire application. You have to file the entire H4, H4 EAD application. Okay? Because I lost it or uh, it's the same process? Because you lost back. it and you you lost it. If you had it, I would have sent you to Mexico and come back. Okay. So the only way is can like... I, can I request from USCIS? Uh, can I request from USCIS? You can, but you won't get the original though. You can file an IA24. It will take about two years time. Oh, okay. I have to reapply okay. for H4 then. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I would not like you to go to Mexico and come back. I would not send you to Mexico. Next person, please. Avinash Naidu, 701. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, I sent a question in the Google Forms. I got uh, it. Regarding, yeah. Um, I changed companies. My prior date is March under EB2. My current company started from project was just approved. But before they filed, I went to my company, went to remote and got rid of work locations. The office address is not valid anymore. What do you mean? They don't have any office. They have a PO box. They have nothing at all. Uh, they they don't have a PO, PO uh, they don't have PO box yet, but they said they can get it if that helps for me. Um, but uh, the, but the lawyer said uh, the PO box or my work my home address doesn't work for one forty. Yeah, I, I would rather get a PO. There has to be address for the companies, right? I mean, some address. Right, right. So they said they can get it for us. They can get. It. I I asked the same question because uh, uh, the part process the PO was box. entirely done with uh, work location, right? So I asked to, yeah, get, to the, get, I asked get the PO box in the same. Get the there are called virtual office addresses. Okay. Okay. They charge about fifty-five dollars per month. Okay. That would be better for them to get it. Okay. So virtual office address. So so even though address changes after the entire perm application, just for one forty, they can use this new address and then uh, they can proceed further. Right. That's what mm -hmm. you mean. That's right. That's right. Okay. They can use but a virtual address. But for some reason, uh, they say PO box doesn't work. So you said virtual PO, virtual office virtual address. address. It's yeah, different than PO box. Right? Yeah, it's different than PO box. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Naga Chaitanya, 702. Uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, able to hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, this is. Give me uh, one second. I'll check now. You're currently yeah. an OPTAD working full time for my OPT valid interview. My company has filed H1B sounds, but I want to travel to India for two months between now and July. <laughs> so I want to I, know if why, it is... you, ju you just filed in the lottery right now, is it right? Yeah, so they just filed it in the March. So I had to go to India like uh, for some family emergency. So I is would it safe want for you me to come back by June 15th and file the H1B afterwards? Uh, so is it like, uh, I need, like, I heard someone saying like, I need to 
uh, hold the H1B filing uh, until like, I right. come back to US? That's the reason. That's the reason I'm saying you come back by June 15th, file the H1B from in, between June 15th and June 30th. That's what I was telling too. Same. Uh, okay. Okay. So it is uh, when I asked this about uh, to my company, they said like you can travel as long as your uh, uh, EAD is valid. Uh, so is it true or right, to be on safer side, 90 days before is better, June 15th? There are two things. Mm -hmm. Traveling on F1 is different. Getting the H1B is different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if your preference is traveling, you can travel anytime. You can travel right now and come back in July. Okay. We are okay. only trying to get you the H1B. My importance is trying to get the H1B. That's the reason I want you to travel and come back by June 15th and then yeah. file the H1B afterwards. Okay. Okay. So even don't if file it's H1B, getting... Don't file yeah. the H1B if you get selected in the lottery before... And you have to Coming come by June 15th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll tell my company to hold it uh, for filing until I come back to US if it, it gets they can't, Right now, you have to first get selected in the lotteries, right? Yeah, yeah. if it gets picked, I'll ask them to hold it until right. I come back to right. US. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't get picked, then you don't have any restriction. Next person, please. Okay. Manoj. Manoj. Number. Six, eight, Number. Six. Six, eight, six. This will be the last caller, guys. Sorry, we need to answer all the people. Manoj, give me one second, Manoj, okay? I'm going to read this one. Sure. I have uh, I have the GC approved. Uh, GC, GC EAD with priority date 2012. My date request, of course. We have applied ED3, I-140 and got approved. We have submit interfiling to downgrade. Sounds good. So my question is um, uh, I am going to I'm going to I'm going to interfile right now. Yeah, I'm we did interfile. interfile. Right I will so, I will not refile. I will not refile for you. 485. Okay. Yeah. That was because remember this 2021 and 22 were a different era. It was a whole rush and things were taking a long time at that point of time. So we want to go, but I would not. I mean, this is just a judgment call. I may go wrong in it. Okay. Just mm -hmm. a judgment call. So can we apply both like interfile as well as 485 also? You can. You can. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. The next Zoom call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Oh,